let's jump in today to our uh, teaching. Uh, we're going to be, I'm just going to kind of recap a little bit of what uh, we taught in Goa and just kind of recap, uh, you know, some of the things that we teach regularly here. And we're always trying to simplify and, and boil down to the concepts that are easy to understand, yet transformative in their truth. And we want to always present these uh, in authority. You know, we're not suggesting things here from the Bible. We are declaring things to, to you. We are declaring the truth to you, okay? And it's so important in this age of modern church and modern, you know, Christianity uh, that we speak the truth, that we speak the truth of the Word of God. Most people don't know the Word of God. They only know tradition that they've heard from people who have taught the Word of God. And typically, when you have a teacher, more, more, than, more often than not, you're going to have someone teaching the Word of God with an unrenewed mind. Um, and we see the product of unrenewed minds in, the, in, the, in teachers in the church uh, in the form of denominations. What is a denomination? You know, Baptist, Methodist, Pentecostal, you name it. Uh, what is the denomination in the church? It is someone who has gotten a renewed mind in one area of their life and stopped there and said, this is the truth and we're exclusive to this truth. Well, what's happened there? They have renewed their mind, maybe according to salvation. They're very strong in preaching salvation. They're very weak in, or maybe even opposed to, the gifts of the Spirit, healing, uh, you know, casting out demons. Very weak in those areas because they're still under the influence of deceit, of deception. They're believing something besides the Word of God. But when, you're, when your mind is in agreement with the Word of God, in truth and in spirit, then you will not oppose God in any way. This is how Paul put it. He says uh, that, a, that a carnal mind is in opposition or opposes the mind of Christ. You can be a Christian and speak in tongues, claim to be filled with the Spirit. You can even be a Christian healing the sick, casting out devils. But if you have a carnal mind in, in, in any area of your life, that area is still opposing God. Maybe you believe in salvation. The blood of Jesus cancels all sin. And you're very good at leading people into salvation. But you have been taught that, you know, in order to heal the sick, you know, it's got to be a special circumstance, a special case. You weren't taught that those who believe, according to Mark 16, will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. You weren't taught healing as a responsibility uh, as far as advancing the kingdom in order to destroy all the works of his enemies. Well, in that in that part of your mind, you are an enemy to God. You are opposing the spirit and the word of God in that part of your mind. And then if you began to teach people and make disciples, you're going to pass on to them that part of your unrenewed mind. And how are you going to do this? By teaching them tradition, by teaching them your opinion of the word of God. And this is what Paul said in Ephesians 3, 8. He says, to me, though I am very least of all the saints, this grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to bring to light for everyone what is the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God. 
Most people are going to read that and have no idea what it means, have no idea what it says, have no idea what it's referring to. Because they're only used, they're only used to uh, speaking or teaching out of tradition, things they've heard, things that have been handed down to them from other teachers. But if you take the responsibility to, un to, to read the Word of God, to study the Word of God, uh, to prove out what it says, to let the Holy Spirit lead you into all truth, to make this the most important, more important than food or drink, right? Then, you, then the Spirit of God is going to begin to reveal things to you. And it helps to have a teacher or a father in the faith who can read this and explain to you what it means, but you still have the responsibility to dig it out for yourself. See, you're not going to, when you stand before Jesus Christ, you're not going to stand there with whoever taught you. You're going to stand there alone, okay? So when Paul says to bring to light for everyone was the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God who created all things, he is talking about this. Paul's assignment was to preach the mystery of Christ, which is the gospel of the kingdom and also referred to as the gospel of salvation, the word of truth, and the word of God. So you'll hear this mystery of Christ mentioned with these separate phrases, the gospel of the kingdom, the gospel of salvation, the word of truth, or the word of God. And what is this mystery? See, we don't have to, uh, you know, speculate. We don't have to try to figure it out somehow. It's written down in the word of God. Let's read it. The purpose of Christ in Ephesians 1, 9, and 10. Chapter 1, verse 9 and 10 says this. <clears throat> He's going to use some of these same phrases because Paul is always talking about one thing here. To bring delight to everyone was the plan of the mystery of hidden for ages in God. Here it is, Ephesians 1, 9 and 10. Making known to us the mystery of his will, according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time. Here it is. To unite all things in him, things in heaven, and things on earth. So God has set forth his purpose in Christ. Why? in order to make known to us the mystery of his will. And this mystery, uh, this, his will has remained a mystery until the time of Christ, because it says elsewhere that if the gods or the rulers of this age had known the purpose of Christ, the mystery of this will, they never would have crucified the Lord of glory. Do you understand that? Do you understand why it says that? Because when they didn't understand that when the rulers of this world did not understand that by crucifying the Lord Jesus Christ, they were, uh, in, in, in essence, crucifying the Lamb of God to, for the remission of sin, to release the dominion of God's kingdom in the earth through a new race of heavenly people who would be translated out of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son, and who have been predestined to be made into his likeness, predestined for the same works, and predestined to do the will of God, which is to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. So they, this is just like the enemy. He's always putting his foot in his mouth. He's always overplaying his hand, and he kills Jesus. He inspires the Jews to crucify Christ. 
Well, in doing so, God's plan was sealed. It, it became a done deal. In fact, Jesus, right before he died, he said, it is finished. Like, it is done. This seals the deal. This is the beginning of a new age and a new covenant and the kingdom of God. And it will result in all nations being uh, consumed by this kingdom. You know, all the nations of the world are going, are in the process of, let's say it this way, are right now in the process of being consumed by the kingdom of heaven, by his righteousness, by its order. This is the purpose of God. This is what it means to unite all things in him. And even all things is not just the nations. All things includes all of creation. As we read in Romans chapter 8, it says that against its will, creation was made subject to corruption. Corruption came on the earth against its will. So all the, all the things that have been made, I mean, from the dirt to the rocks to the trees to the animals, everything was uh, experienced corruption through the sin of one man, it says, death entered the world. And because of this death, everything became corrupt. And the world was made subject to corruption through death uh, against its will. And the earth, the, even the creation, it says, is groaning, longing for the liberty of the glorious sons of God, or be, longing for the freedom of the glory of the sons of God, another translation says. So uh, this, this thing that's happening presently in the earth with the sons of God, who are maturing in Christ, beginning to walk as sons, beginning to walk in the full dominion of Jesus Christ, beginning to heal the sick, raise the get dead, cast out devils. This, this process that you see unfolding uh, is the process where all things are going to be liberated by the glorious sons of God. How? Liberated from death. And, you know, what is cancer? It's, it's a dose of death. What is COVID? It's a dose of death. What is uh, blindness? It is the effects of death. See, all of these things have the same father. Death came from Satan. And when Satan 